Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to the show, our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll at WWL.com. Are you glad the Saints have stayed relatively quiet so far in free agency? You can cast your vote there. We've been keeping an eye on this upset alert. St. Mary's continues to lead Gonzaga in the WCC final. Could have implications, possibly for LSU. Is LSU hanging around the two-seed line? And let's talk a little college basketball bracketology now with Chris Daubertine back on the program for SB Nation, bloggingthebracket.com. Chris, what's going on, man? Uh, here we go, championship week on into Selection Sunday. How are you? Hey, Seth. Yeah, we're we're heading into some very interesting times here, potentially with 10.35 to go in Las Vegas. <laughs> so I got to start with that. If Gonzaga loses this, and I know it's still a big if with that much time left, do they come off the one line? Uh, they could. I think it's going to depend on what happens the rest of the week as usual. I think they'd probably slip down. Right now I have them as a second one seed. They'd probably drop down to that four slot. And then, you know, who knows what happens, you know, with North Carolina, Duke, and Virginia in that ACC mess. And then, of course, Tennessee, Kentucky, and LSU in the SEC. I mean, that could really get interesting as we uh, get down to the end over the weekend. All right, we'll talk about the, the top lines, top seats here in just a little bit. But let's talk a little LSU. You have them as a two seed in the East in your projections today. That's Virginia's the one seed there. They're also mm-hmm. in the Tulsa pod. How does the Javante Smart decision and really the Will Wade situation affect possible seating? Well, we're going to have to play that by year. I actually moved them up from where I had them on Sunday. I had them, at, I had them behind Tennessee on Sunday. Decided to move them up, have a few more quality wins in the balls at this point, and that head-to-head victory, of course. But we really have to see. Yeah, they were able to just completely dominate Vanderbilt on Saturday, but pretty much everybody's been able to do that. You know, they went 0-18 in the SEC. We're really going to have to see what happens on Friday in that quarterfinal, especially if it's that third matchup with Florida, which is a team that gives the Tigers a big problem this year. Is there precedent, and I believe there is, for the selection committee to drop LSU, even if they make um, some kind of run here in the SEC tournament, if they don't have Javante Smart available for that tournament? Would the selection committee penalize them for that, even though they might not have suffered on the court too much? Yeah, I think they possibly could because, remember, they're evaluating what team is going to be out there. And granted, they're going to have a very small sample size of, you know, somewhere between, you know, two and four games. But, yeah, they're going to have to think if they're not playing as well, if their efficiencies are down offensively or defensively, they might drop them a little bit. And somebody had a crazy idea on Twitter the other day saying, thinking about what happened to Arizona last year when there was all that controversy around Sean Miller, that they just kind of dumped Arizona down into the four spot you know, where they everybody kind of thought they were going to be a, a two or a three seed and, you know, kind of got them in the area where they really couldn't affect the bracket too much. So that's another thing you might want to keep in mind. The selection committee doesn't do something out of left field like that. Oh, that's a great analysis. Chris Daubertine, bloggingthebracket.com here with this. He releases daily bracket projections. Again, LSU, he has them as the two seed in the East. Let's go over the one line here. You said Virginia's your overall number one. Gonzaga's mm-hmm. the two. Well, I have uh, never had that happen before. Worked here, what, five, six years? And my mic just stopped working across the studio. (laughs) 
I literally mid mid conversation with Chris Dobberty and we just go, uh, well, mic stopped working. I don't know what's going on. Logan scrambling behind the glass and I hear Chris going, Hello, what's going on? So there you go, live radio. That's what happens. Chris Dobberty joining us again, blogging the racket.com. Chris, I apologize. I, I could hear you, you couldn't hear me. <laughs> yeah, this this happens from time to time in the business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I had to go on the opposite side of the studio and a uh, new position, but here we are. So I was talking about the the one seeds here and um uh, the uh, Gonzaga and Virginia seem like certainly going to be one seeds, perhaps even if Gonzaga loses tonight. The other two one seeds, who you got right now? Right now, still Kentucky and Carolina. Carolina flip-flopping with, with Duke after their win on Saturday. Is there a possibility that LSU, if they win that SEC tournament, that they could jump all the way to a one? I think absolutely there is. I think the one issue you kind of have to keep in mind is the late status of that game, but at least it's not as late as that Big Ten tournament which kind of eliminates the possibility, I think, for Michigan State or Michigan, you know, to kind of make that jump because that game is right at the last minute. But I think LSU, especially if they're, they're dominant in the quarterfinal, the semifinal, can really get themselves in good position. And again, as usual, all the caveats apply depending on what, ha- what happens elsewhere, especially in that, S- in that ACC final on Saturday night. All right. who What teams can hurt themselves and help themselves the most here in championship week? Well, I, like I said, you have kind of these big clusters, you know, both in the SEC and the ACC in terms of seeding. I think the Big 12 is another group where you kind of have Texas Tech, Kansas State kind of sitting behind Kansas just because Kansas had so many good non-conference wins. I think Kansas State and Texas Tech, if they can go and go on a little bit of running for the Wildcats, it'll be a little tough since they won't have Dean Wade on the roster. Uh, it, it doesn't look like for, for their three games in Kansas City. They can probably get, you know, past Kansas for a three seed. And then, of course, you get in the bubble, and it's really going to be a free-for-all, especially right now with St. Mary's up five in Gonzaga, potentially squeezing that a little bit by getting rid of one of those at-large spots. North Carolina, I think we've talked about them before. To me, they seem like the scariest team in the country right now. Do you agree? Do you see them as certainly a legitimate title threat? Absolutely. I think the one thing they got to keep in mind is, you know, how do they react on Friday if both they and Duke make that semifinal in the ACC how do they play with actually having to deal with Zion Williamson for more than, you know, 30 seconds? You know, let's see how that happens. And then if they get to that championship game, it'll probably be Virginia lurking there, which is a really bad matchup for them. So I'm really interested to see kind of what happens, you know, if they get that far this weekend in Charlotte. All right, who's on the bubble, who's in, who's out, and who do we need to keep an eye on? Well, right now my last four in are Temple, Indiana, Ohio State, and Clemson. Of course, the funny thing is, Clemson is in that last spot, so if St. Mary's wins, they're going to get knocked out. But they can get right back in tomorrow because they have a a noon second-round game in the ACC against North Carolina State, which is basically an elimination game because you look at who's on the other side. Belmont's the first team out, and, of course, they can't do anything else at this point. They're just kind of waiting there. And, of course, St. Mary's winning would be kind of a double tragedy for them as a mid-major. NC State's after them, and really the Wolfpack have got to go on a run because their their profile – especially their lack of quality non-conference wins. That's something the committee really, you know, has stressed year in and year out. They didn't follow those directions at all. Their profile was terrible, you know, for, for that matter, just because of that scheduling. And, and they're going to have to beat Clemson and then probably Virginia in the quarterfinal to really have a good shot. Then Lipscomb and then Creighton. Creighton's another squad, though. Their first game in the Big East is against Xavier, and that's a, a win that's not going to really help them at all. So they're going to have to win probably the Big East automatic bid to actually get in. 
And then Oregon and Alabama are two teams I think have a really good shot if they can, you know, get some wins together this week. Hey, I can't remember if you said this with everything that happened, but St. Mary's, do you have them in or out right now? So would they be, if they win this, are they taking up a spot for one of those at-large? They are taking up a spot. I don't even have them on my, you know, first eight out group just because, you know, their, their net is really good. They improved their non-conference schedule this year, but they didn't win a lot of games. They, you know, they played LSU in Las Vegas and lost that game. They, they upped their game, but didn't really win any games. They didn't do much. They, you know, got blown out in the first game against Gonzaga, played a closer game last, uh, you know, two Saturdays ago at this point. So, so they really need to win this game. Otherwise, they're not going to be making it at all. It's Chris Daugherty in a blog in the bracket.com. You can find his work in daily bracket projections there. Should be your daily stop every day leading into Selection Sunday. Chris, thanks for bearing with us through these technical difficulties. Live radio, man. Uh, we'll talk to you again probably next week before the tourney starts. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thanks, Seth. All right, it's Chris Daubertine. We're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, Tulane Tuesdays. Chris, Jacob uh, Wash comes on in. Talk a little Mike Dunleavy and Tulane basketball and their disastrous season, but they're sticking right now behind Mike Dunleavy. Is that the right choice. Jacob Wass joins us next here on The Last Lap. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 